Channing and Mackenzie here, and you're listening to Freshman Founders, a podcast for people who are interested in starting their first business and want to know how it really works. Whether you're a business major, interested in the startup lifestyle, or passionate about making a particular change in the world, this podcast is the one for you. Welcome back to Freshman Founders, season three. Can you believe it? Who knew we would be back? (laughs) Not us. (laughs) Honestly, did not know what to expect for this season. Since last spring, we have a very different looking team. We have a very different looking platform, different customers. Um, We've really just grown, I think, more than we would have expected, which is great. And I think that was because of the team that we brought on. I mean, moving to actual in-house development was huge for us in the fall of last year, bringing on a marketing coordinator to actually get our brand out effectively. And then I don't know if you guys know, but Mackenzie and I went and lived in Cincinnati for a couple of months in the fall. Did a little accelerator program called the Brandery which is very, very good for us, very educational. We totally rebranded, if you can imagine. Yeah. With that, true. With We're a different brand now. Eva. Yeah. No more. We Yeah. We've been waiting for that for a long time. And to come back to Nashville at this time, we were, you know, hitting the ground running January and February. I mean, that was our best months yet. Great in momentum. And then, as you guys all know, COVID-19 happened. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. You've heard it before, I'm sure. And so, we've been quarantining and had a lot of time and started reflecting on all of the lessons we've learned in the past year especially. And, man, there's a lot. And so, we think that this season we should share all of those things with you, but in this episode, really just talk about how coronavirus has completely impacted our business. I mean, we are live events in the corporate setting, (laughs) in the music industry. I mean, that is everything. Not great for the industry. No. Not great for biz. Also not great for the world. Certainly. Of course. Certainly not great for the economy, but of course, um, the health of people around us and our country, as well as other countries, is the most important thing. So it's just been a balance trying to be safe, trying to make the right decisions for our business. It's a lot going on, as everybody knows. And also, it's a very unknown time. There's no set in stone date when we know things will go back to normal. Um, So it's just kind of crazy. It feels like each day is its own, its own mountain to summit. And there's so many new things surfacing and coming to light um, with each day that comes. But I think what's really helped ground us, I don't know about you guys, but it's just, it's staying positive and finding the silver linings in it. I, of course, we don't wish this on anyone. We don't want this happening. I mean, we want business to be back and we want it booming, 
But what this has allowed us is time to really peel back the layers and build on all of the parts of our business we never had time for. Yeah. I mean, the amount of development we've done on our platform and company in general in the past month is kind of crazy. It is cool because we wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to build certain aspects of our business with, um, you know, the regular sales comp kind of being the number one priority always. That's we always have to take customers needs first. And so without the demand really being there, we have to shift our focus. And so we've really shifted it to the product, which is our platform and the experience that users will have once demand does come back. I feel like a lot of people, of course, including us right now, are trying to decide how will how will business change after this? What's quote unquote the new normal? I swear if I hear that one more time, I'm going to <laughs> beat my head yeah. against a wall. But it's true. It's what will things look like after this? And I was, I don't know, Ken's, I was really struggling with that over the past couple of weeks is what do we change? Are we not changing enough? How, what do we do? How virtual do we go? Right. And I feel like our team is settling into the fact of, okay, let's, let's make revenue. Let's make it happen. We're going to do whatever it takes right now, but we don't have to completely go off course in the future. We still know what our end business model is. There will be live events. They may look different. Let's alter for that. But we don't have to flail around right now during yeah, this time. I feel like a lot of rules in business don't necessarily apply right now. It is a little bit different than normal. Um, so, you know, we've talked about pivots a lot in the past and how businesses have to pivot when things change. And everybody right now is having to pivot, even if their business is thriving. It's just different. The market is different. So whether that is a full-on long-term pivot or just a short-term change of your business model, um, everybody is kind of having to make decisions that are weren't expected for the year, perhaps. For example, we had so many live events that were booked through the platform that obviously were postponed, some were canceled. And now, yes, those are going to be rescheduled for later in the year. But right now, everyone's talking virtual events or how can we make it uh, alternative income? And like you're saying, I mean, we just have to find different ways to do that. And so <laughs> it feels like the Wild West. We're throwing yeah. anything at the wall and seeing what sticks, but... That's how we can, I feel like that's how companies innovate in a crisis. Yeah, it's really going to set a lot of companies apart for who can be creative and who can be agile and make changes quickly um, and who can't and who can't adapt quickly enough. As unfortunate as it is, there's going to be plenty of businesses that are not going to survive this and that sucks. I mean, there is no playbook for this. There's no way that there is to go around it or just put you can't just put your business on pause it costs money to stay in business when there's no revenue coming in so not everybody has the luxury of just being able to stop working so it is gonna change the game for all industries something that's helped me is really looking at 
our day-to-day. For for a while there, I was just so focused on our long-term vision and what our 12-month or 18-month plan was for scaling. And it's been kind of nice to be forced to pull it back to what are we accomplishing today, this week, this month? And of course, we need to look at the next few months out and make sure that we're optimizing uh, for that uh, that cash flow and what we're seeing. But it's been great to reel things back in. And because of that, we have gotten so lean again. We've really seen what is necessary with our expenses because we've had to. Mm-hmm. It can get out of hand fast. Yeah. It's also really hard to lead a team in such an unknown time, not necessarily knowing what your business is going to look like in a month or six months from now. It's a challenge to try and pretend like you know what's up when no one knows what's going to be the case, how things are going to look different. Um, But I think, again, that's where optimism is very important because... This is something that no one has control over. We don't get to choose when demand comes back. So we just have to be as optimistic as possible and try and take opportunities that come and make opportunities come to us by being creative. But there is that unknown, scary feeling that everyone's dealing with and especially leading a team People that you're responsible for paying, not knowing when your revenue is going to go back to normal. It's very scary. But I think you just have to own what you can control as little as that may be right now. You have to really own that and be as optimistic as you possibly can. Something that we do that has helped us a lot is every single day, Even if it feels monotonous or maybe not necessary, we have a daily team video call just to see each other's faces. And we try to talk about uh, specific problems we're facing or things to brainstorm on. And I think it's really allowed some of the newer team members to voice their opinions and perspective alongside everyone else. And I feel like we've moved a lot faster because of that. Yeah, it's been kind of awesome. It's been super motivating working with everybody and all kind of just putting our brainstorming hats on and thinking together about certain problems and and ways we can grow in our business all as one. Uh, We have taken tons of time to just brainstorm how we could be doing everything better. And I think... Not only does everybody get really excited about that, coming up with new ideas, but it also just kind of is a good way to stay in control, you know, do what you can control, change little things about your business or keep things moving. And while we are choosing to have positivity within our own realm, I mean, it's hard to do at times. It's a it's especially crazy for the industry we're in. And our hearts hurt so much for the other industries that are greatly affected. I mean, we're in Nashville and that is where tourism happens, eating at the best next restaurant, seeing live music, all of these things are what makes this 
city so important. And it's been really hard to see some of our, even our favorite food spots not be able to be open the way they normally are. But what I have loved to see is how many people have come together to really help bring service to them still. I mean, yeah. Some of my favorite restaurants have still been popping with to-go orders. Yeah. It seems like. Love that you can get alcohol to go now, too. That's a huge bonus. Can we just keep that? Like, please. Let's all just please sign a petition like we did <laughs> with the Sunday wine. Yeah. I mean, that is incredible. And we just have to give a big shout out because we were craving some local uh, delicious food before this podcast. And so we got Green Hills Grill today. GHG, one of our faves. Man, so close to where we're recording. And they are just, they are the spot. They have so many different kinds of things. Yeah, all, all types of food. I wouldn't even, I don't even know what, just American fair. It's all so good. Deliciousness. And okay, you have my heart. Even aside from all of this craziness, they're just 50% off wine every day, all day. Like, people. We just... Dang. That's amazing. I just need to go there. <laughs> but... And I'm gluten-free. They have, like, the best gluten-free menu. Pretty much everything you can get a gluten-free version of, which I'm always embarrassed to ask for anyway, but... They just have it ready for yeah, you. Yeah, they make it really easy, which is nice. Tell them what you got. Oh, I got the... I got the salmon dip, which I think normally comes with chips, but I got some veggies to dip it in. So good. I could eat like a tub of that. <laughs> Seriously, it was delicious. And we split some gluten-free chicken piccata. That was amazing. They, they put some shrimp on that. They recommended too. So shrimp and chicken. There was this lemon arugula salad. Ooh. Man. I mean, I feel like the whole curbside pickup and delivery have been so seamless. It's been nice. It's cool to see restaurants as a type, you know, an industry that they've adapted quickly and just everyone's just going for the delivery and the takeout. They're just changing it up quickly because they have to. But I mean, all my favorite spots are still in business and doing a lot of business, it seems like. So I love to see that. If they can adapt their model so quickly, so can we. Absolutely. In trying times and still be happy and delicious and and full at the end of it. So all about it. That's my silver lining of the day through COVID-19. As you guys know, Mackenzie and I, we went to Belmont University and we took entrepreneurship classes together and learned, you know, some of the key points of how to build a business there. And we're so thankful that the Belmont University Center for Entrepreneurship is sponsoring Freshman Founders. And the Center of Entrepreneurship has tons of resources to support student entrepreneurs, such as two on-campus co-working spaces, competitions throughout the year, free business building clinics, and mentorship and grant opportunities. Belmont is also ranked by the Princeton Review as one of the top 25 entrepreneurship programs in the nation, and the only one in Tennessee. Center for Entrepreneurship guides students through every phase of their entrepreneurial journey, beginning their freshman year and lasting a lifetime. Before all of this craziness, we actually had quite the expansion plan in order to multiple different cities across the U.S. 
And our very own Miss Mackenzie was leading the charge on that expansion. And man, I mean, you should talk a little <laughs> bit about that experience. That was crazy. Yeah, we had planned about 10 cities this year that we were going to quote launch in, which we were going to find out along the way what that what launching really even looked like in every city. Um, and really just learn about these markets that we knew were going to be different from Nashville. But uh, I was in Phoenix, Arizona before... In Vegas before In that. Vegas, right. Vegas, we sponsored a conference. We did the entertainment for that, a uh, event planner conference. And then I headed down to Phoenix and Scottsdale to really start seeing how we could launch there and how that could be a new market for us. And in that process, I'd only really gotten to spend five days there before realizing I had to head on home and not be traveling. Um, so my time got cut short, but I did learn a lot in those few days that I was there and start to kind of see what this expansion would look like. And I think just learning and doing it was a, the biggest part of it all is just putting myself in that position to know how is this going to work for us? What's the response? What do potential customers have to say about it? What's the entertainment look like out there? What is the vibe? Because it's going to be different from what we know. Um, but the research we had done had really guided us to think that that might be the next best place to launch. And some of the other cities that we chose too. Chicago, Milwaukee, we were uh, going to be really involved with the Democratic National Convention, which has just been postponed. So we still plan to be involved in that later this year. But really just major corporate event hubs, cities that have big convention centers and that have a lot of conferences or where we were aiming to hit. What were some of the takeaways that you had even just being there for a few days and coming back? Entertainment is different everywhere, I think was the biggest realization. Obviously Nashville is an entertainment town and there are live musicians everywhere you go and they're super talented. They're really solid. Phoenix isn't necessarily a music town, so there just is not that aspect of quality live music everywhere you go, but not to say that it doesn't exist or that it's not out there. It's just not as prominent or easy to find. I was pleasantly surprised by the entertainers I did talk to and, and see live out there. I also I'm really excited to see kind of what other markets, what their kind of specialties are. Obviously, Nashville is huge for country music. Um, everywhere has kind of their thing. You know, everybody else gravitates towards a certain type of music or type of entertainment. Obviously, Vegas is huge for um, specialty acts and shows, different types of things than just bands that you might see live. So just starting to see what, is different in every city entertainment wise and what people who are visiting that place might want is really important for us. I think too, a takeaway we had from even your short stint of travel was that going out there for a few days to get a feel for the market 
and then finding channels to really get implemented with the network because you came back and you have luckily by getting involved with the CVB out there and a couple other groups, you could really get to know the market while being uh, back in Nashville. And I think that just shows us that we need to have a presence there, but we need to have a way to just communicate consistently, even when we're not there. I think that's a mistake we made in the past with other markets is we just didn't have consistency uh, with that market. So I'm glad to see that we can at least keep communication up during this time that we're all stuck back at home. Yeah, it really brings us back to kind of our roots in starting the business of figuring out what are the market needs because every market is a little bit different. And we are kind of having to do things that we did at the beginning to really determine what do people want the most? What is the most valuable thing we have to offer for our customers? And is it always the same? Is it different in every market? Is it different per customer? We have several different customer types. And we also have a marketplace. So we have kind of our buyers on one side, the people actually paying for entertainment, but then we source those entertainers. So we have to make sure to keep them happy as well. So it really just kind of allows us to kind of start fresh and make sure that we're doing everything correctly and not necessarily cutting any corners or skipping any pieces that we have done in the past. And it's really a good reminder to take our time and do things the right way and find out what that value is that we have to offer. Yes. It always rings true for us. Assumption is so much different than execution and executing it well. And this, I think just having you, I mean, I remember when we were in Cincinnati and you said, we actually have to go and just be in that market for a little while to understand if it's even the right one, all of the research, but we, you can do, but you have to know if it's actually going to work for your business. That actually is a good lead in for what next week's episode is going to be. We want to talk about how our roles as founders have changed and especially with adding on a team. But really what we do day to day looks very different from what it was when we started this company four years ago. So we kind of want to talk about the differences, the change and the growth that our day to day has become. And eventually something I'm excited about with the season is we're going to interview each other at some point because I am, I'm pretty amazed, especially with Mackenzie's role, how much it has changed even in the past year from February of last year to February of this year. It's totally different. So it's, it's great. And one of the best pieces of advice that we got was If your team is not willing to change with the role of what the company needs at that time, it's not the right person for that role. So I love to see that we're always evolving, like you're saying, based on what's happening with the business. Definitely. With a small company, everyone kind of has to be entrepreneurial as the first few hires because it's their job is going to look so different than it would at a big company. And Ken's. What is something you're looking forward to with season three? And what do you think will be different about this season than the first two we've done? Great question, Chan. 
<laughs> I think that this is going to be a very different season because not only have we grown as people, but our business has changed a lot. And I think our mindsets have changed. They've just kind of had to. So I think we're going to offer quite a bit different of a perspective on some topics and try and just be as much of a resource as possible for people, but also we're going to keep it real. You know, we're not gonna say that everything's honky dory when it's not. And we are going to be honest when there's things that we don't know, but we have grown a lot as, as our business has, but I think that's going to offer a very unique perspective as opposed to the past two seasons. Love it. Feel that. And it will definitely be fun to work through this season as we're even working through um, some of these concepts in real time, especially with everything going on. So appreciate you guys listening to our intro to season three and join us next week for the episode all about how our roles have altered while growing this business. 